Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Walk Show podcast, where we explore the walk of life. This is your host, Walker Near. As always, the music for the show today is provided by Misha Zarin, so thank you, Misha. I also want to briefly mention the Ozarks Food Harvest, which is a food bank here in southwest Missouri. To be clear, I have no official relationship with Ozarks Food Harvest, but they are doing very important and meaningful work to help feed hungry people across many locations here in the area. I encourage you to find a way to contribute to your local food bank, as it is a cause that has an immediate impact on people in your area. This week, we are actually joined by Misha Zarens as the special guest. Misha has been working on a new album over the last year and has recently started a YouTube channel. Misha is a longtime lover of both film and music and has started capturing footage to create music videos for this new album. I was so excited to see this and couldn't wait to have Misha on to discuss his new work. His most recent song, Dragging Us Down, is a beautiful acoustic song that is accompanied by a really cool video that Misha has made and is the first music video that's out on that channel. In the episode, Misa shares his thoughts on the new album, his creative process, and the challenge of balancing his different passions. I'm so excited to see what Misha creates in the future with his new combined video and audio project. You can find Misha's YouTube channel by searching for M-E-K-Z, all capitalized. Of course, we'll also have links in the show notes. Without further ado, let's get on to the conversation with Misha. Welcome to the Walk Show Podcast. Misha Zarens, thank you so much for joining. How are you doing today, man? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Nice. Um, it's been a while since you've been on the show, actually. I was thinking, yeah. I think it was last fall uh, when you came on and talked about Power of Habit. Yeah. I think it was the last time. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. Um, obviously, though, you're actually on the show every week because your music is what? The glue that kind of holds it all together. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? That's so very kind of you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm actually not trying to flatter you. I love it. Um, I, I, uh, I tell you this on a regular basis, but I'll do it publicly now as well. But yeah, um, really, really enjoy having the music available for the show. And, and it, it a lot, I mean, uh, you know, obviously I'm a hobbyist podcaster, right. But a lot of people, when they want to start, that's like a huge problem that they have is like, how do they get music? And they don't want to get sued and they don't want to get DCMA and all this. And like, yeah, right. I just don't have any of that. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Got a whole uh, catalog. So it started off great. And yeah, it, it totally is, you know, my pleasure uh, for sure. Like I'm, I'm super happy to do it. And just a way to get my music out there and just another avenue to explore of how to do things. So yeah, it's awesome. I love it. Yeah, man. Yeah, no, it's super fun. But yeah, so well, so that's why I was so excited. Um, I mean, I just completely bamboozled you into coming on the show today uh, because yesterday, which I say yesterday, when this recording comes out, it'll be like yesterday and two weeks ago. But anyway, yesterday, <laughs> uh, it's all postcode, man. That's fine. Yeah, yeah in uh, in in mid July, whenever someone's listening to this, maybe they're listening in twenty twenty two, mid July of twenty twenty, folks, <laughs> mid pandemic. The last 10 uh, people that are live. You know? Yeah, correct. <laughs> yeah. Still have to pay Mediacom, though. <laughs> Comcast still sucks. Anyway, because um, oh, no one works there, so you still yeah. can't get through, you know? Right, Same exactly. problem. You and a hamster in a wheel, you know, generating it for you. So. Correct. Right. <laughs> but anyway, no, so you, uh, yeah, you, you actually launched a new YouTube channel um, and 
on that so far. And again, I don't know, I don't know how, at what rate you're thinking of putting content out on that channel. Um, as of now, there's your initial video that you've launched, which is a music video for an original song uh, you both play and sing. So, yes, I don't know. Without me just rambling, talk about that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what... yeah, yeah. Uh, so you and I have known each other for uh, 20, 22 years, something like that, somewhere in that region. <laughs> Feels longer than that, but. And I think that, you know, I probably. <laughs> nice. <laughs> just got that. Uh, I'm tired, man. And sleep, it's lazy Sunday. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think, you know, I've always kind of expressed interest and wanted to do film or interest in uh, the connection between music and film. Um, and I've always just wanted to jump into it in some form or fashion. And it used to be a very expensive hobby to do. One, because the equipment alone is incredibly expensive. And before things really went digital, if you wanted to get a really nice camera, I mean, you know, fuck, that could be hundreds of dollars, thousands of dollars, depending on what quality, you know. And then we got the nice little Sony, like, digital camcorders with the flip-out screen. If you remember those, like, that kind of brought the price down. But, but then even then, what... the video quality still only... I mean, it's not, yeah. it wasn't as bad as right. the shoulder ones, but it's still not. Yeah, right. It really matter. wasn't until I think we got into like, um, you know, 1080, 1080p that things really kind of took off into like a comparable level of shooting film versus digital. Before that, it was just kind of like you shoot on digital because it's convenient and cheaper and it's fun to take photos of your friends and your family and whatever. But if you want to do something serious, you're still going to shoot in film. And then high def just kind of like took off and just made everything kind of you don't really need to shoot on film. Some people are still film enthusiasts and hobbyists and whatever, but so, you know, it's, it's nice. Cause now it's more accessible, especially like with drones and GoPros. Like I'm super late to the game, which is great for me. Cause I don't like coming off of things that are new. Cause it's usually really buggy and very expensive because it's not a product that's widely accessible by the, you know, by the public, everyone, it's a new thing. So no one's manufacturing it a ton of it at a time. So you still on a flip phone. Yes, correct. God, I wish I had a flip phone. Oh, man. I know they brought them back, and I've thought about it. I don't know if we get Google Maps on there or not, but man, <laughs> it is tempting. <laughs> so, yeah, I started dabbling with the GoPro 5. Uh, my buddy Nate uh, Carrington, who you would know, obviously, uh, he hooked me up, and uh, he's a cinematographer by trade, and he had a bunch of like kind of laying around older versions, but still shot at 2.7 K and 4 K resolution. And so, you know, does time-lapse does slow-mo does all kinds of stuff pretty easily right out of the box. So yeah, I just started getting into that. And then I read, I wanted to do something that gave me more aerial shots, not just stuff that I could do on the ground. And drone was a good option. And he recommended the DJI mini Mavic and, I mean, you can look up YouTube videos of people shooting with DJI Mini Mavics, and they're just, like, unreal, just ridiculously beautiful, awesome. So I was like, yeah, let's just go for it. And so, yeah, just jumping right into that, um, just trying to find ways to kind of play around and make something work. And this album that I'm working on right now was something that Bridget had asked me originally to do because I've never written anything just me and a guitar before. It's always been multi-instrumental, either instrumental without me vocals or with me with vocals, but lots of layers, lots of instruments and whatever. And 
it's been tough. I was like, all right, you know, challenge accepted. I could do that. And one or two songs kind of turned into 12 and then it turned into an album and then it kind of turned into a concept album. And then it was like thematic. And then I had this new camera equipment that I wanted to play around with. And it was like, I wonder if I could just turn this into like short stories and short films for each chapter for each song and then kind of make a single narrative out of it so that you could watch them all individually. And they told their own stories but when you watch them together, it actually tells a cohesive storyline. Um, so, yeah, I think I've got that mapped out. And this is the first part of it that started. And YouTube obviously just being the good platform to do it because it's video and it's audio. So I'm, I've got one video now. The album is pretty close to being done, though. So I think I might just upload the rest of the album on the YouTube channel and just put like the album art in front of it rather than the video that way people can stream it and i'll give you the mp3 files so you can put it with the show if you want um and then yeah and then every time that i get a new video i'll just upload it and yeah part two part three part four and it'll be 12 but it'll take a while because the middle ones i have ideas for that are going to be pretty complicated and will take a long time for me to get through <laughs> meticulous amounts of detail sure (laughs) yeah well so so um what is the name of the new the new track that the video is for that you just released yesterday so the new track is called dragging us down Uh, and that sorry i mean to interrupt you but just briefly there's another song that you uh, that i've played at the end of the show a few times uh kingdoms is that the same album yes songs from that same album okay Yeah. yeah yeah cool yeah so that song kingdoms is a little the one i gave you is a good version but the next one will be a little bit more polished in terms of production before it's like officially i did air quotes you didn't see that yeah (laughs) but officially like done Um, just so like the whole record sounds kind of uniformly the same i guess sure Sure. So. Yeah. Well, I, I just, uh, and I mean, honestly, I don't, I don't announce the song titles. So in my head, the reason I asked that, cause I was like, Oh, well then the listeners will be familiar, but they don't know what the songs are called. Cause I don't ever say anything. Um, <laughs> but anywho, so well, <laughs> yeah, at the end of this, at the end of this, uh, at the end of this conversation, I'll, I'll I, I think I'll close the episode with dragging us down. So cool. people can hear that as well. No, that'd be um, great. But I cannot encourage everyone enough to go out to the YouTube channel. So, um, so yeah, I well, so I knew that you had gotten a drone because I saw it on social media, um, and I will admit I was uh, personally disappointed because I was like, "Seems like drone money probably is in the neighborhood of PlayStation money." <laughs> I knew it. I because um, <laughs> I don't think I posted that. I think Bridget posted that, and I immediately the very first thing I thought of I was like, "Oh, Walker's gonna be pissed." Well, PlayStation money. Not really pissed. I would I would say disappointed. Yeah. You know what I mean? Let down. <laughs> You know, <laughs> abandoned, hurt. You well, know. Are for the course, then for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Keep coming back. Been a few decades now of this, so. Um, but no, dude. All joking aside, but but uh, but then but so then yesterday when you when you you know shared that this this new video that you'd made, um, I was like, okay, well that's cooler than a PlayStation. So like, fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh. But well, but really, and not just to say it's cool, but just it, it, it's really neat. Um, and I also don't mean to sound like I'm trying to be flattering or, or over exaggerate or something. I mean, but it's just it's so cool to see. I mean, like like my show, right? Like my show is not all from my head. 
right? My show is I talk, but then I invite someone else as often as someone else is willing to enjoy me, to, to join me, and then they will talk to you, so they're contributing. And then you're responsible for the music that is in the show, so that's not me. I mean, yeah, I kind of pick it where to place it, but whatever, I didn't write any of that or create it. Yeah. Brett, who I do pick up your sticks with, he designed the logo, right? Like, so it's this, like like community effort almost i mean yeah i I, I mean if i ever get paid i'm not paying anyone else anything so it's mine but (laughs) um but i recognize that i stand on the shoulders of giants um no but 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 really though like but it's just so cool that you to see a youtube channel where and to see a video i mean not just a youtube channel but a video where you've created from scratch by yourself the the audio both the song like the the writing of the song, the performing of it, the singing, the mastering and mixing of all of that, plus captured all the video footage, plus edited that all down, plus matched that. I mean, it's just, that's just really cool, man. Like, it's just something didn't exist, and then out of your head, now here is this thing that's not just one facet, you know what I mean? It's like this multifaceted yeah. thing, like super, super awesome. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, totally. Absolutely. Yeah, it, it kind of is... Uh is shaping a little bit more how I'm viewing just music as a hobby in general. It's kind of just becoming uh, one single conglomerate between the two when it's like, I don't know at this point why I would make music without making some kind of you know, film video to go with it because I have that. And because I kind of always see music in my head through with imagery to it, it's like, well, why not kind of take it to another medium level you know not just like yes i'm a musician or yes i'm a filmmaker it's like i don't know i'm just trying to do something that sounds cool and it's fun that's interesting and just and just make it you know here's the product everything that i've created here two mediums put together I mean, you talked a little bit about the inspiration for this new album that you've been working on, um, just kind of, you know, at least partly being um, just a different genre, if you will, than the albums that you've made in the past. Yeah. Um, for, for people who maybe haven't had a chance to listen yet, who would you say it, it is influenced by artistic, like music, musician wise, like who, who would you compare the sound to? I mean, I have ideas in my head, but I want to know what you think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think it's uh, kind of a blend between somebody like uh, Jason Isbell and Jose Gonzalez, Nick Drake. I think the sound 
um, and the music is more geared towards something that Jose and Nick Drake would kind of do, more kind of finger picking, less folky, less just. I mean, the first song that I did is kind of like a more of an upbeat kind of um, standard tempo kind of folk song, I guess you could call it. Mm-hmm. But the rest of them don't really seem like that, at least not to me. I don't think Kingdoms really fits like that either. Mm-hmm. So, but. I think the reason I say Jason Isbell or Bob Dylan or Willie Nelson or all those old singer songwriters uh, is because I wanted to try and tell a story with it and write lyrics in the way that they write lyrics. Mm. I wasn't intending to do that, but I did want to kind of craft a narrative, not just write in lyrics that kind of filled or, or layered over the music that I wrote. Cause Jose is like amazing. And I, I love, um, his lyrics, but I most love his like vocals to his music mm-hmm. first and foremost. And in the lyrics, it's like, I don't really care mostly about what you're saying about because of what you're doing. Everything else is so beautiful that I don't really care about that. You know what I mean? Not that mm-hmm. it's bad or not good. It's just, it's always secondary for me. Yeah. So I wanted to try and at least pull the lyrical content in the forefront and try and write it as best as I could, you know? Right. Yeah. I, I don't know. I go back and forth. I mean, and I've, I've probably talked about this countless times on the show already and, and certainly with you, but um, I don't know when it comes to lyrics, it's, it can be confusing because the, it's hard for me to like, when I listen to any song in any genre, the, the, the first hurdle I have to get past is just, is it listenable to me? Yeah. And I'm not listening for, from like an analytical perspective at all. It's purely a sensational perspective of just, do I like that when I hear it? And to be clear, I think that's heavily influenced by my mood. Um, and, and not just my like in the moment mood, but just kind of generally, what is my mood? Like, um, if I'm like generally in kind of a more active and silly place, then, you know, maybe I'm listening to like rap music more. Right. But then that's, maybe the lyrics of that do matter to me more. Cause I think it's, they're funny or whatever. Right. But then right. when I want to listen to like tool in a perfect circle, like maybe I'm in a little more of an introspective place. And even though their lyrics are actually more meaningful than <laughs> Meek Mills <laughs> going bad <laughs> lyrics or something. Right. <laughs> like I actually don't really as much care. I mean, I might eventually get into those and then they will mean more, but like, yeah, it's, it's more just the listening anyway. Oh, um, no, I agree. hundred percent. Okay. 100%. Yeah. But, but like Jason Isbell that you mentioned, so I've, uh, you know, I've listened to Nick Drake a lot and I've listened to Jose a lot. And, and I would agree that I think those would probably be two that I would say, um, to insult you, I would say Jack Johnson, but it doesn't actually sound like Jack Johnson. It's just a yeah. singer songwriter guy. So no, for sure. <laughs> hero of mine, you know, <laughs> honestly, it sucks because I thought I was going to be able to remember, the premise of one of his songs because they're the dumbest premises but oh I yeah i know totally. so, you can't because it's so unremarkable <laughs> exactly it's it's... He, he doesn't have any like uh conflict in his life he's a surfer in hawaii and then, like he's happily married with like kids and he like gets to go to the beach and like swim around and you know yeah. get high and, and fish all day and surf and it's like that's not a song that's one song to sing about like jimmy yeah. buffett Wrote 40 albums about that. No one gives a shit. Like, yeah. Right. Well, life's great in paradise. Yeah. Awesome. Great. Thanks. 
global warming's a thing, so we'll see what songs he's singing here in another ten years or so. You know, real <laughs> island nation. Anyway, um, it's not. I don't hope that happens. To be clear, <laughs> I'm also not a scientist, but eh, you know, yeah, yeah. You we'll know. flip the coin. We'll roll the dice. Yeah, but so, but Jason Isbell is someone that I have. You've, I mean, you've pushed him on me a lot, and I don't mean pushed in a negative way. You've strongly suggested is a better way to say that. Yeah, um, and I have listened to it and thought it was good. I will just. Uh, it fell at a time where I just wasn't in the, in the mode for that style, you know, sure. which honestly has been true. I, you, do you know that I've still never listened to eat the elephant by a perfect yeah, circle? I actually listened to it the other day and it'd been a while. And I was like, I bet he has still not listened to this. And yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. But it's a, it's, it's when I've tried to listen, it's a, it's like, it just doesn't click, but I, it's not because I'm like, nah, I think it's probably not well done. It's just right. like, I don't know. I'm just not there. Yeah. But so Jason Isbell, he is like, that's one of the things that you like a lot about him though, is his, the complexity or the nuance of his lyrics. Am I right? Yes. Yeah, for sure. You know, the band that he had started in drive by truckers, uh, Mm. who are, I don't know. I mean, I would, I'd say probably both of those are probably my favorite lyricists of all time. Um, just, Mm. They just put a lot of care and consideration into it, but it's not like the thing with Jason is that he's not necessarily that remarkable musically. Like his mm. songs aren't like, wow, I've never heard music like this before. Like it's pretty standard run of the mill stuff. It's good. I like it. He's a phenomenal guitar player, like ridiculously good, like deceptively good. But when he writes stuff, it's usually pretty standard folky country not really anything out there but his lyrics are so ridiculously awesome that it adds like almost a balance of complexity in the same way that jose and nick drake suffered from in the opposite regard where the music was super super amazing and intricate and unique but the lyrics were kind of like eh, you know, take them or leave them it's just like a simple love song like who gives a shit but it's like some of the greatest music I've heard, you know, so there's the kind of the counterbalance, you know, so that's why I'm trying to, if I can take all the parts of Jose and Nick Drake that I really love, and then take all of these elements from Jason and drive by that I really love and mm. marry them and see how well it works. And yeah, because for me, I'm in the same boat with you. It's like lyrics for me are last, but I want it because I want it to be listenable first and foremost. And that's the thing about old country and old folk singer songwriters or in Jason's case, new singer songwriters. It's like, if you're not in the mood for storytelling and lyrics, like it's not really that fun to listen to because the songs aren't really that intricate, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like, you can get bored with it pretty fast. Cause it's just like, yeah, this is pretty standard run of the mill shit. You know, it's not jazz or jazz fusion or prog rock or anything. It's just like, yeah, I'm not really in the mood for listening to that kind of lyricism. So it's just kind of boring otherwise. Um, mm-hmm. but if you are, then it's super captivating and grasping and, you know, mm. in a lot of different ways. So, um, but yeah, so I, I really want everything that I'm doing first and foremost to be something that's just like, you can pick it up and just listen to it and enjoy it. And then hopefully create the same kind of element that's there with tool where it's layered and there are certain layers and you can dissect into it quite a bit if you want to. And if you don't, you don't have to, it doesn't depreciate enjoyment out of it but you know 
Yeah, no, I think, I mean, I think, you know, obviously I haven't heard the whole album, um, but I've heard at least two of the tracks, maybe a third one too, that I just don't have a recording of. Um, but anyway, and, and yeah, they, they, they all passed that test right away. Cause to be perfectly honest, I couldn't tell you what the lyrical narrative of the songs is. Mm-hmm. I don't know, mm-hmm. but I do just find yeah. myself listening to them. So yeah, um, for sure. So that's, I think that, that, that's great. Like, I, I love that that's true <laughs> of it. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. Cause it's the last thing that I do. Like I can't write lyrics and then put music to it. Like that's, mm-hmm. I've tried that before and it backfires completely. Cause I feel like I'm forcing a square block into a circle hole. It's just like, this is not working, but I'm really trying to make it work. And before up until this moment, every time that I had written lyrics, I kind of stopped halfway being done and just thought that's good enough because it's not the focal point of the song. And so I think a lot of my vocals and and lyrics in the past were just kind of like, okay by my standard, but not like great. And it's like, if I just took some extra time, I feel like they could be great to my standard and what I feel proud of. Mm -hmm. That's what I've done here is just like, let me just kind of stop myself in the point where I feel like I'm done musically and then start going through and adding and writing consistently over, you know, lyrics to see how well they fit. Cause then I can go back and re-record all that stuff, obviously, cause I have to sing the lyrics and I feel more confident about singing the words that I'm singing. Cause there's actually a direction to what I'm singing to not mm. just casually going in a room and putting emphasis and, and the notes that I'm singing. Well, and so I think that, you know, I, I, I don't know. Um, I, I just had this thought, so it may not, it may not actually make sense, but welcome to the walk show. Um, <laughs> that, that's a new tagline. Yeah, it may yeah. not make sense. So, you know, right. <laughs> <Yeah>. to the <laughs> walk show. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. Basically, anytime I feel like what I'm about to say might not be very interesting, I just assume that that's the rest of the listening experience as well. So that's fine. Um <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, but so I, I had recently on the show uh, an author, um, this guy, Rich Farrell, who or Farrell, Rich Farrell. I do. I am the worst with <laughs> names and I'm not. It's so dumb. So here, another welcome to the show. Total segue. I'll land the plane, I promise. When I was hosting stand up at open mic night, there was this guy that came in. And I mean, it happened to me all the time, but this one I remember the most explicitly. And his name and I'm the MC, so people are signing up on a sheet of paper. They're just writing their name down. And this guy's name is J A R O N. So okay, so, so J A R, huh? Jaron, Jaron. Yeah. First, first <laughs> guess is correct, unless you're me. And I'm like, and I'm so I, I read them, reading the, the names, and I'm and I I realize that I'm not trying to say it. So I I find him and I go up to him and I'm like, hey man, because I saw him come over, so I knew you know who it was. A small group of people. Yeah. But anyway, so I walk over the table and I'm like, hey, man, is this you? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, is that Jaron? And he was like, and he was like, no, it's Jaron. And I was like, Jaron. And he was like, yeah, like Karen or Sharon, but just with a J. And I was like, okay, yeah, easy enough, Jaron. Cool. Uh, go up on stage when it's his turn. You know, I, I'm bringing people up or whatever. I go up, uh, grab the mic. All right, folks, put your hands next together for Jaron. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a small coffee shop. So it's not like a big crowd. Right. And he just goes, come on. <laughs> and I go, yeah, whatever. You can tell him. And then 
fight back. Who gives a shit? Get up here and do your thing. <laughs> I mean, did it on a Wednesday night at some coffee shop with 20 people in there. All oh, right, yeah. Now, to his credit, he actually is a professional comic, unlike I ever was, um, and travels around and whatever. So, F me, but... Um, I know, I know. Anyway, and the same thing with this guy, Rich Farrell, which Will Farrell, right? Like, it's not yeah. hard. It's not a leap. It's and over and over. I've, I, I think that might be the first time I've actually recorded me saying it wrong, but constantly I'm like, yo, yeah, Mr. Farrell, why? Why? <laughs> anyway, like I said, Dave I'll end up coming to the stage, everybody. Yeah, exactly. Dave Chappelle. Well, whatever. Whatever. <laughs> you guys have figured out. <laughs> Hooked on phonics, right? Anyway. So, um, <laughs> but so anyway, to the actual original point. So, so, uh, Rich was talking about, we were talking about, um, writing in the, the context of, you know, he's written a novel. Um, so not music, but he, what he, he's also a creative writing teacher. And he said that, that one of the hardest things to get writing students to understand is the difference between form and content in that. As a reader, you're reading for content because that's what we do. But as a writer, obviously content matters and content is there. So it's not that it's irrelevant. However, what you're really pursuing is form and then finding ways to put the content into that form. But the, the, the thing is, is that the content yeah. is so subjective that you, you kind of just have to put your best foot forward. And if you thought it was great, then, then, then great. Then that's your art, right? Sure. But the form is where the like more the, the the technicality of it kind of comes into play. But the reader isn't going to analyze and appreciate that. So they're still going to judge you on the content, but you're really pushing for form. Anyway, my point in, in that or how I'm trying to relate that to you, I guess, is that it, it kind of seems like maybe if you're trying to write lyrics first, that's almost like trying to write the content first and then trying to find a way to put form around that, which maybe gets confusing as opposed to yeah. starting with the form and then building the content into that. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah. Well, and especially from a musical standpoint, it does because lyrics carry a cadence in the way that you say them, even if you don't have musical notes. So I don't let the musical notes come to me in the way that I think are inspiring, in the way that I'm like, oh, that's really badass. I really want to record that or sing that or play that or whatever. It's like, I already have this predefined construct of something that I have to make work here, even if I don't really want it to, you know, cause it's mm -hmm. like, I already wrote it first. So I have to write a melody to it. And then you get into this, like, take this word out, replace it with this, take this out, replace it with this. And that just got super frustrating and made my head spin 8 million ways. And I'm just like, ah, yeah, I know. I, I think it just don't operate that way. <laughs> Well, I think that, I mean, you know, and again, I, as you know, I'm not a writer at all of music or written words, but um been talking with, with Crabtree uh, and then, and, and then Rich here recently. Um, I think that there's also, uh, you know, the, the process that you go through, which is again, to some extent going to be driven by the form that you're pursuing. I think that being open to the process, kind of reshaping it also helps and and again if you come in with like well this is the sentence i want to say so now i have to build a song around that well you're not really allowing yourself to to explore what might come out of that instead you know what i mean like maybe you right. thought you were going to talk about x but really it turns out to be something totally different yeah 
because of of the process and but but it's something you didn't anticipate you know what i mean yeah. you didn't you had no idea that was going to happen yeah totally i mean that's that's the, been the the most fun thing about doing this new album these new songs writing these lyrics in this way is just that because discovering what it is that i want to talk about it's almost like opening a door to like fresh air or to like a new room that i haven't discovered before it's just like oh this is exactly what i was looking for this is badass all i needed to do was just walk around for a while and open doors until i found the one that i actually wanted to go through and then it's like yep this is perfect this is exactly what i want right here or this is the room i want to go in you know mm-hmm. so it's super fun to discover that and yeah you're right like you won't know that if you have some kind of preconceived notion about how it's supposed to fit initially, you know, because right again, it is art. And then it, Crabtree's been immensely helpful for me. Um, I emailed him a bunch of stuff and he gave me some feedback. And, you know, that is really good and kind of like, well, if in the context of a poem, it works here for lyrics, it's a little bit different. So um, it's nice to get that kind of feedback. And it's certainly helpful to have someone that understands that process of like think outside the box you know there's no rules here you can kind of play with you as you need to but he also is technically trained to be a writer so he's not just like i've created a lot of things he's like i'm technically trained on how to be a writer so it's nice to get some feedback from someone that has that expertise of like yeah no it's 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 been i mean i've you know again I, like i the only thing i can think of in recent years that i actually sat and tried to to write in a creative way like that would have been um i wrote a, a sonnet one time yeah I remember to see that. Right. if i you know how that would go or whatever and so i asked him to kind of help me with it and it was it was just like again, without trying to overstate it or something, but it was actually just a pretty humbling experience because like, I, you know, I lived with the dude forever. So I, and I was there while he was going to school and while he's being introduced to these ideas. So I have a very cursory understanding of the quote unquote writing process and some of the ideas that are incorporated in, into all of that. Yeah. Um, but to actually sit down and talk to him about it, or, or man, when he came on the show and uh, about over a year ago now, but then talked about his, his master's degree, it was just like, oh, oh, like you understand this in a way that, that, that like I didn't even understand that I could understand it at that level. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. so yeah. not only can I, am I not on your level? I didn't even know that the level that you're at was a place totally, man. to yeah. go to. That's one of the, um, I think, hardest things that people have to grasp in general about maybe Life. expertise in the world I mean, for real it's like <laughs> there are things that you don't know you don't even know right <laughs> like that's yeah. the hard thing is like it's not just stepping through this is step one this is step two it's like you don't know what you don't know so you don't even know how to ask questions like that's a very humbling experience you're just like oh shit no idea <laughs> yeah, yeah. But well, and, and the way you kind of described him giving you feedback is what made me think of all of this just because like, like when I was trying to write that, that, that sonnet, which again, I mean, it's, you know, it's 15 lines or I don't know how many lines are in a sonnet, but whatever, it's not much. So it's not like it's some really long project or something. But even in that small little thing, like I had ideas and then was like, okay, so here's kind of what I have. 
and it was it was cool because the feedback he gave me had nothing again that's in here and it's funny that i'm now connecting these dots but like it had nothing to do with the content he didn't at all say like well what are you trying to say here or do you think that these words really say what you mean to say like it wasn't that at all it was like like for me what was happening was i was writing these the lines of the poem and i kind of thought that like the end of each line was supposed to be like each line is its own sentence basically or its own statement yeah and he was just like no no you can write it like prose and and so the end of the line in the poem can actually be in the middle of a sentence like there doesn't have to be a period at the end of every line basically yeah there could be a question mark in the middle of a line somewhere like see and i was just like oh but kind of like what you were talking about like there are no rules here it was just like oh oh i hadn't and it just completely opened up how I was approaching it, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it was just it, anyway. The point just being, it's it just so interesting to see when someone actually has that level of understanding. The yeah, the kinds of ways in which they would even think to help you understand it. Just, yeah. Right. Just, right. Right. Because I, I think ultimately, anybody that wants to create something to a certain degree wants it to be accessible. So you have to kind of play with this boundary of like extreme abstract where there is nothing, there are no rules versus like strict, this is how it's always been done and this is the way it should be done kind of you know, mentality. It's like there's a balance between the two and it's that complicated versus um, simplistic approach. It's Jason Isbell writing very hard, very complex lyrics that he takes months and months and months to create with very simple music for it to be accessible to, or it's Jose to write really, really difficult, hard music to write on a guitar that he has practiced hours a day to do with really simple, accessible lyrics. You know, it's that kind of balance that you're always trying to find because you want someone to <laughs> listen to it or appreciate it. Or maybe that's just you yourself, the standard that you have, like in my case, like I want people to do it but if they don't like i create it at a level where i have the most the, the the types of art that i love the most are the ones that have very simple ideas that are surrounded around complexity and innovation so mm-hmm. that's a really tough balance to find but there are people out there i think that do it extremely well and those are the ones that i'm like damn you nailed it
I don't know how much I've talked to you about this idea. I've talked about it a lot on this show. So people who listen to every episode are probably like, oh, my God, please say something different. Um, but in case you haven't listened before, hey, welcome to a new thought. Um, <laughs> no, man, but it's this it's this thing that I cannot stop um, seeing. And it, it so it started about a year ago with this guy named Dylan Barr, who's been a, a guest on the show a couple of times. And um, he, he said that he, he really wanted to talk about the idea of balance and how in all things there is balance. Well, on the surface, that sounds like a platitude to some extent, right? Yeah, like, right. okay, yeah. yeah, there's balance and everything. Cool, man. Um, but I've just continued to consider it and it's continued to in um, surprising or personally profound ways to reveal itself to me where it's like, like, huh, I wonder why this is going this way. And then it's like, boom, because of balance. And it's like, oh, okay, huh, okay. But, but so where that started is like, oh, well, you don't, you want like balance in the context of like moderation, right? Potentially, right? Or like, you don't want to over pursue this and under pursue this, like you need balance. And that's how I kind of thought he was talking about it. And maybe it was, I don't, I don't know. Um, but the, the level deeper of that, that I've come to understand recently, um, which again, to be clear, this is not my own <laughs> profound thought or something. This is Maybe everyone else already knew it. I'm just the idiot catching up, which I'm also fine with. Um, it, it's this idea of being able to hold two ideas that seem otherwise mutually exclusive or opposite and to hold them together simultaneously. And I, I mentioned this to that author dude, that Rich Farrell guy I was telling you about. Um, and he he was like, oh, yeah, that's like this quote from, and now I don't remember who he said, but uh, go listen to the episode. And you can hear. Sure. Um <laughs> He's like, oh, yeah, that's like this quote from X that is uh, contradiction is the lever of transcendence. And I was like, eh, I don't get tattoos, but if I did, it might be that one. Yeah. Um, because it's exactly what you just described. Like, like, oh, I'm going to I'm going to be have really complicated music, but the lyrics are, are not going to be as complicated. Like, well, that doesn't make sense. Because don't you want the whole thing to be really well done and it's like yeah but that actually makes it is what actually makes it work is the fact that you have something that's really 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 nuanced and intricate and something that's actually widely accessible and you're holding those together yeah or you know a very um a very different example of that but the this this lady on my show a few weeks ago talked about um alana pratt she's she talked about how when she gave birth and when she watched her mother die, that she felt the same feeling. And I, I, I thought about that. And, and it, I think that it's, it, it's the idea of like in birth, which obviously you and I will never give birth because we're men, but um, at least our intellectual understanding of it is, it is this enormous pain, right? Like it's a pain that we as men cannot fathom. Right. right, and right. However, it is immediately coupled with like the greatest joy ever. Cause there's a new baby now. Right. Like, sure. yeah. So it's the same thing. And, and then, and then on the opposite side of that with death, that's what you find is that the pain of death is, is in, enormous. Like the pain of that loss is just, it's unfathomable. But when you actually really explore it, you find that that's because the depth of the love was also unfathomable and that's what caused the pain so then the pain 
becomes tied and, and intertwined with the love. And so it's, again, it's an example of holding two things that are opposite pain and, and pleasure or love. Right. And, yeah. and holding those simultaneously that actually allows you to, um, yeah, to, to, to use the quote to transcend, um, yeah. or to grow or to, you know, to whatever, to overcome. For sure. Um, anyway, it's just so it's just, it, I just had to go on that rant because <laughs> no, I can't stop thinking about it. And there it is even in music creation, you know, it doesn't have to be pregnancy and life and death. But... Yeah. 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 No, absolutely. Well, and, um, th- there's not really like a central theme or I, I mean, the album that is called resolve. I decided I wanted to call it resolve. Um, and kind of it's not one thing but there are many things that kind of go throughout the entire thing but it is kind of like if i have to just kind of give it away at least on a fundamental level it's like it's about finding your own balance with your own life like there is it's your life and when you look at all of the elements that are surrounding it like you have to kind of if you want happiness and enjoyment i think you have to find your own balance and your own answers to your own questions and things that work for you and stick to your guns on those things because otherwise you'll just be kind of internally conflicted for like unnecessary reasons. You know, you can find people that share in the same um, struggles and strifes that you have. But I think ultimately like at the end of the day, like it's going to be you and your interests and your work and your social circles and your environment and whatever you want to do, your diet, like it's all going to be kind of connected into the choices that, you know, you want to make. And, you know, been saying that for years but it certainly becomes more and more prevalent to me the older that i get the happier that i am i mean i'm super happy in the middle of a pandemic (laughs) and it's because like i'm just doing all these things that i really want to do and it's like fuck it i'm gonna be at home and i can't really do anything like i'm gonna invest in some video equipment and i'm gonna go for it like i'm fortunate enough i'm super fortunate enough to still have my job and i'm able to work from home and they're really flexible about safety and security for obvious reasons. And uh, just like now's a good opportunity for me to jump into some new hobbies. Like, why not? Like, and it's just been super rewarding to be able to do that. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, to, to speak to and, you know, I'm analyzing you a little bit here. So whatever that's worth. But um, I think that's the other reason that I that I just had to invite you on immediately to talk about this, even though like the album's not out yet and the YouTube channel is one a video deep, you know what I mean? Like, but I was like, Oh no, we have to do it because, um, you know, I mean, since we were kids, I mean, <laughs> me and Crabtree, when we were in high school with you, we used to just draw random lines on a piece of paper <laughs> or, or just terrible drawings, either one, and then hand it to you and just tell you to make it, or I'll ask you, not tell you, but whatever, ask you to make it cool. And then you would, and you would just take that thing and just turn it into something that looked as cool as it could, given what you had to work with, which wasn't <laughs> much. Um, but well, but so my, my point just being like, as long as I've known you, you've been someone who's been very creative and who's always pursued creative outlets in a, uh, a very aggressive way. Um, like you've always insisted upon that. And it, it, to some extent, and it, you know, obviously you contributed to the show and, and you still written music, but it felt like, for the last several years as you shifted gears in your professional life and kind of the direction you wanted to go with that and went back to school um, out of necessity. So it's not a criticism, but out of necessity, like you kind of had to shift your focus to be more academic and 
and even after you're done with school, just learning the ropes of the new career that you have, like yeah. focusing on that. So creativity, not diminished entirely or something, but just much more on the back burner. Totally. Um, yeah. And it feels like this is maybe you bringing that back to where it more naturally is for you, which is a bigger part of, of your time. Yeah. Yeah. Which is funny because starting grad school in fall. So <laughs> for those of you who can't see, I have a disappointed face, <laughs> yeah. which I know I'm not supposed to be disappointed in someone going to. I totally school. wanted to bring that up. Uh, that was good timing. Yeah. So, well, it's, it, is very, um, again, back to balance. Like it is very much amount, a, a, a lot of balance. There's a lot of satisfaction that I get into doing things on the professional level that I want to do. And I get an immense amount of satisfaction from those pursuits uh, into who I am as a person, but it's not entirely of who I am. And, I, and I've played enough around with those ratios of neglecting a creative side of myself while embracing a professional side that there's just something missing from it and from my life in general, if I don't have the creative elements that I want mm -hmm. and the opposite swing to that is true, which is if I'm just doing creative stuff and I'm not really pursuing the things that make me an engineer and the things that I liked in pursuit of being an engineer, which is the pursuit of mathematics and science, like that element is still missing as well. So it's like, there is a balance there that I'm trying to fit where it's like, I can deal, I can play around with these ratios and make a system out of this that works really well for me. And then I, I win, you know, like I've just won and I can just enjoy anything that kind of comes my way or handle anything that kind of comes my way and kind of deal with it from whatever approach I need to, because I have the tools I need to kind of make things work, you know? Yeah. Well, and I think it also speaks to another thing that uh, is a, a lesson that I don't like <laughs> or a principle that I don't like that's still true, though, regardless, which is just that um, uh, it turns out that all this stuff is just maintenance. It's just constant maintenance. So yeah. the fact that you would spend a huge amount of time creating creating stuff now and then go back maybe to grad school where then you'll be more focused on that. And then I'm sure you'll come back to this like that's just actually how it goes. Like you, there is no, there is no, you come up with a single golden ratio of, right. I spent 20 minutes this day on this and 20 minutes on that. And, 20, and then, and that is how it works for the next 40 years. And yeah, and I solved it. Like I don't have to yeah. think about it anymore. Like yeah. it's just not how it goes. No, you know? yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. It is, it is definitively not um, like a timetable. It would be nice if it operated more of like a robotic schedule. If this thing could then be, predictable of what your time spent was doing but no and it's certainly not that just uh if if i put too much time and effort into one i notice that there's a lack in the other and so i mm -hmm. kind of swing back to kind of correct for that but yeah it's nice to feel like it's always flexible because like especially if i get right in the middle of a mode this, this first video like I really I was learning the film edit film editing software and at the same time like I've never really done film editing before I played around with one video that I did for a previous song that was footage for NASA for a launch they had and I just kind of chopped it up and made it into my own but that was still kind of I was just playing around on a rudimentary level uh, but this was like I needed to 
learn the software. I needed to learn basic tutorials about it. I needed to learn basic editing. I didn't have an idea of how this footage was going to go together. Like all of this stuff just took an immense amount of time. But I was super in the zone about doing it. So it was like, I don't want to pull myself out of that now just because I'm on a time. Like, well, my 20 minutes is up. So stop that and go do this other thing. You know, it's like, no, I'm right in the middle of something. I'm making progress. You know, like I, right. I don't want to stop. I don't care if it's three in the morning. I want to keep going. What kind of was the actual like timetable process for all this? Like how long did it take you to conceive of and, and then fully execute writing this album? How long did it con- take you to conceive of and execute just this first video? I understand there's more videos to come, so you're not yeah. done with that side of it yet. But yeah, yeah. like what's that what's that journey? Is it six months? Is it ten years? Like is these things you've had bouncing around forever or you know what I mean? Uh, so the songs themselves, some of the music for some of the songs I had played around with for a few years. Uh, didn't really have lyrics to him, but some of the the melodies, a couple of them were like done and I just never recorded them and I just never had them um, like lyrics written to them. So on the music side, two to three years maybe, but when I actively started working on it, like in very good pursuit, uh, you know, yeah, six months, maybe two a year, somewhere in that probably. Um, and then, cause once I kind of get into the momentum of creating and doing something, it does kind of feel like I have almost like, I, I would assume how a cook feels or it's like, it might be weird and awkward the first time that you create something, but the more that the times that you create that thing, you can do it really fast. So it's not that I'm trying to fly through this really quickly. It's just, once I get into a mode of operating on a specific level, it's easy to kind of keep that momentum going, you know? like a runner, I guess, in a marathon. Um, and then the video, that was that was pretty tough because I really kind of, I think I decided I wanted to do that like three or four months ago, um, but I didn't really know how I was going to do it. I, I th- I've always wanted to do the idea of short films with songs. Um, and then it kind of dawned on me that I could make it all a single narrative and... Um, and make them individual videos that work together for a cohesive film. But that's really tough to do. And you don't have any actors and you don't have any characters and you don't really know <laughs> where it's all like going together. Cause still writing the lyrics in the process. I was like, is, is there a central theme here? I was going to do the stupid, like thriller movie, a uh, horror movie where they get like a cork board, <laughs> and put, like the song stuff, like tie string to it. Like, Oh, I have this idea, you know? <laughs> some shitty montage music behind me or something mm-hmm. uh but no it, it it just kind of it just took me just kind of thinking about it before i realized that uh there was a pattern there was something that i wanted to do i could arrange the songs in a specific way that told the story and the more that i thought about it even after i did the first shoot uh for the first song I was just going out playing with the equipment and just randomly like, I'll go film this. I'll go film that. I'll go, you know, just to see what it's like and get myself used to the equipment, get myself used to the software, see what this looks like. Um, and then it just all kind of started 
fit together in pieces. And still, mm-hmm. even now, I kind of toy around with what I'm going to do in the middle parts of the, the album with the songs um, to make the narrative more interesting without having characters in there. You know, like, how do, mm-hmm. I, how do I do that and really describe what I'm trying to get at? And yeah, I think I've got some really cool ideas uh, that I want to pursue. So yeah, it's just kind of a work in progress. But the the thing that's really kicked me over the past year is uh, working towards slowing down, having patience, and really putting in the extra mile into like the extra 10% of whatever it is that I'm pursuing to do. Because mm. I get... I have in the past gotten really too ahead of myself and being like, oh, it's finished, it's good, it's done. And then I'll kind of close the books on it, on whatever it is I'm doing. I was kind of changing high productivity of tasks on a list of just like, I got 20 things done today. It's like, yeah, but you only did like two of them well. The rest of them are garbage and probably have to do rework on them or are just kind of lackluster. But it's like if I could do two things and just slow down and take my time with them and meticulously go through it as fucking painstaking as it is, it'll pay off, I think, in the end. Um, and so the first video was kind of my exercise and that. Um, but definitely, like, the rest of the album, too. Like, I could, I've, I had everything recorded for the vocals and lyrics and guitars, like, done, like, months ago. And But then I have to do the mixing and mastering process. And that sucks, because it is just like, ah, this doesn't sound good. Now I have to re-record this. Like, it's just garbage. Mm. Or this lyric sucks. I have to take it out. I could have just said, fuck it, and just, whatever. No one cares. No one really listens to my shit anyway, so whatever does it make? But it's like, but it matters to me. And this is the right. point that I'm trying to make for myself. Like, slow down. Just do it, because it'll be better for your own satisfaction when it's done that way. And yeah. it has been. It totally. I think it pays off tremendously when I listen to, like, especially dragging us down the song by itself, I think sounds awesome. I've listened to it mm-hmm. on like 10 different sets of speakers and I'm like, sounds fucking great. I love it. Super proud of it. And then the video, like I just think that it's, it's operating on a level that I'm very happy with at the skill set level that I'm at with it. Yeah. I mean, the video is really cool. Um, it's, I was, I was surprised just because it looks like, um, uh, like to be clear for anyone that, that, you know, hasn't seen it yet. It, it's a lot of shots of St. Louis, yeah. I presume. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but like from the drone, but like you do a lot of cool stuff. I mean, not only are the heights and just the, the, the places that the drone is capturing the footage from like the actual physical spot that the drone's at is cool, but also just a lot of the stuff that you do with like, I don't know if there's time lapsing, I guess, but like the, oh, yeah, there is like with the GoPro. Yeah. That's what that would be, huh? Yep. Uh, like on the street level. Yeah. 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 But then like like even with like with the high rise where it's like maybe panning up like a high rise building, but it's like slow how it's doing it. Like it yeah. it has a very cinematic feel to it. Um yeah. that that I didn't know was achievable <laughs> that way. Like totally. you know what I mean? Like <laughs> totally. exactly, man. I know. I know. I didn't I didn't know that. And that's definitely what I wanted, you know, and like I said. 10 years ago, even that shit was really hard to come by because it was not accessible because people were just getting into drones and drones with really good cameras was really expensive. And even now, like the DJI Mavic full Mavic, not the Mavic mini, which is what I have. I think it's like 2,500 bucks or something, you know, like, I mean, Mm -hmm. discovery channel and HBO and 
real film production, you know, uh, companies use those types of things. And they do look fucking awesome. But mm -hmm. I mean, you can look up Mavic mini footage and like these people are out there that are professionals, like do just amazing shit with it. And it's like, yep, that's what I want. I want it huh. to, especially, you know, I, I don't know a lot of artists that take the time to make videos in that kind of fashion, you know, usually no. it's just the artist singing their song and they're in like an abandoned warehouse or something. You know, and it's just. I wish. <laughs> Will you do one of that? Will you do one that's you playing in like torn up denim with sparks? Yeah. yeah. Just a total 80s warehouse. Yeah. Oh, man. I, yeah, I need just to get one. a wig. There I don't is know a really good costume story, show. But. Oh, man. If you can find a way. For you, bud. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it's all for, I presume. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh this pat Oswald bit where he, he talks about he's like those old 80s metal videos where like there's hot chicks on like cars and then there's the band who's miles away from the chicks in a factory where they're shirtless and they just like make sparks apparently yeah. <laughs> right right because they right. always grind or, and stuff and or the, yeah or or else it's incredibly dangerous all the time one of the two <laughs> right yeah yeah that's hilarious yeah yeah i um yeah well that's what that's what it kind of it made me think of you know obviously um uh, and you and i have, have talked about this like i'm not a huge fan of tools videos like um in a vacuum like I, like i would not sit around and watch a tool music video just because i think like oh man i just absolutely love this video so much right but as far as music videos go i like it much more than almost all other music videos because it's not the band singing into the camera. Yes. It's, it's whatever. It's something else. Yeah. yeah <laughs> sure. Like. Right. Right. Um, and yeah. And then you get that also it, it, the other thing it kind of, um, and it's totally different cause it's obviously that's, this is an anime and whatever, but also maybe a little of like the Sturgill Simpson kind of thing totally, man. Uh, with his, that last album he did. Yeah. Fury Road. Sound and Fury. Yeah. Or Sound and Fury. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, no, super, super cool idea. Very excited to see where you go with it. And uh, yeah, I mean, if you need, if, if you need talent, mm -hmm. I mean, you're kind of looking at it. Right. <laughs> right. You're, you're breaking up. What's that? <laughs> <laughs> Missed that last part. <laughs> but no, well, that's awesome, dude. Um, but so the YouTube channel is um, is currently Mex M E K Z yeah. all, all caps. caps. Yeah, but you should you should know <laughs> that when you search for Mex, even if you search for all caps, because I don't know, I mean, I know computers aren't your thing, but no. um, <laughs> literally knows how to build hardware from scratch. People, just so we're clear on why that's a joke, <laughs> and I don't know, and I barely can turn the thing on. Um, anyway, um, now I actually now I just lost where I was going with that. Yeah, Damn when it. you actually Google Mex. Oh, thank Apple. you. Your channel. Right. Yes. Go on. Go on. No. Yeah. I, I found it, but I think you had problems with it. So I looked on YouTube. If I looked on YouTube for just capital Mex, Yeah. It, 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 I'm doing it right now, actually, as we're talking. The first, the very top result is a guy who plays Minecraft. Um, and does he have and, like, uh, um, 
like a graffiti. It doesn't have all caps. If that's yeah, right, because it's like capital M lowercase ekz. It is. It is. However, um, <laughs> totally. the other way that people can find this, I mean, A, in the show notes, I'm going to have a link directly to the appropriate YouTube channel. So anyone listening should just go there if, if you have any trouble finding it. But it, what I had to do is just scroll down a little bit and then it oh, shows yeah. your channel. Like, so it, it shows that guy, then shows some videos of his, then shows your channel. Right. Um, so, I mean, I assume you'll be in a, you know, drawn out court feud with that guy soon. So... <laughs> enjoy that there's a lot of uh mechs channels wow there's another one two subscribers <laughs> Jeez. all right well whatever you'll find it from walker swank <laughs> yeah yeah because apparently uh, there is no like uh, constraint on whatever your uh channel name is gonna be like there can be right. one for your account name but not your channel name whatever if it's yep. i can change it if i want to whatever yeah, you can update it anytime. But either way, in the in the show notes, we'll have it. But for for now, it's it's Mex again. It is all capital, um, and you may scroll just a bit to click it. But I'll have the direct link in the notes. Yeah. So and you should be able to find it just from the video too, dragging us down. Um, so oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. I was just always searching. I was just googling your name at first, and that didn't work either. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> um. But anyway, yeah, so any idea on our... So are you actually going to release an album, like, as a... Like, hey, the album's on Spotify now this time? Like, is that going to happen? I'm going to try and do that. Yeah, I am. Like, there's legal constraints on that, but I need to look into that more. It used to be that you had to have it copyright and maybe subscribe to a specific label, I think, before, like, people like Google and YouTube Music and Spotify would take it. I'll look a little bit more into that, because forms for uh doing copyright per song is like 45 a piece so you know multiply it by 12 like it's not cheap change for something that's just but it would be really nice to have it accessible so i think uh yeah i'm gonna definitely look at that route for sure cool well well obviously stay tuned here and as that uh as more developments come i'll, I'll certainly promote and announce that as it's yeah. available for for people to to get into but um and also we all always do have in the show notes there is a link to your soundcloud which i don't know how much of your music is on the soundcloud but yeah whatever yeah. out there is is available for people to go and, and check out as well so totally. um anything else you wanted to talk about regarding the the creative process of any of this i, I um, really appreciate you joining yeah no thanks for having me man uh no I, I think that uh we've covered most of it i think i will probably have the album done and probably uploaded for people to listen to if they want to um, within the next few weeks like that oh okay we'd be done uh the videos will take longer because i don't have all the, the footage shot and then i have to go through and edit it one at a time so that will be something that will happen periodically over the next year probably sure. so try and get cool. one a month if i can that would be nice uh, nice yeah well I am definitely uh, super excited and, and hopefully uh, you get a lot of traction from this man. Cause as you know, again, not trying to flatter you, but I love the music that you make and what you do. And uh, I hope that the rest of the world joins me in that so that you can, can have more credit on it. It's oh, awesome. Thanks, man. That's very kind of you. Yeah. I really appreciate it, bud. Word, man. Thanks for stopping by. Yeah. Have a good one, man.
knuckled on the wheel He's jaw-clenched all day He barrels past those broken down blind And the damages he made He's got a plan pit down The world turns his way Legible to himself Chicken scratches all he made Any indication where he's going Did he say Past the bridge of pollution That folds and sways folks well that's going to do it for the show today thank you so much to misha for stopping by to be the guest as well as providing the music for the show as he does each week i also of course want to thank you the listener for listening to the episode 
I'd also like to invite you to listen to my other show, Pick Up Your Sticks, which is co-hosted by me and Brett Lindley. Pick Up Your Sticks is a podcast about video games where our, what we're trying to explore is why gaming matters. So uh, we do news and reviews and, and current events, but we also want to explore just the emotional connection that we have with gaming and why it matters so much to us. So if you like long-form conversations and have even a passing interest in video games, I highly recommend you check out Pick Up Your Sticks. It can be found anywhere podcasts are listened to. Thanks again. Have a great week. Stay up.